May God bless you. Just absolutely amazing. Thank you as well. I want to echo what has been said. Thank you for your faithfulness and giving. So many things happening, and we're just so thankful for your kindness and your generosity. We really want to say thank you. Lord, I pray your blessing over your people for the next few moments. Move our lives closer to your purposes and your plan, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. I'm so glad for those that are watching online, uh, wherever you are, we've got some notices from people in Florida. I feel bad for you. You're missing all this perfect weather. But can we just put our hands together and welcome them this morning? We're glad you're with us. And that, you know, I was thinking when Pastor Ryan was sharing that about the frogs, it uh, reminded me of that message, uh, Exodus chapter 8, where Moses was trying to speak to Pharaoh to convince him to let the people of Israel go. And that God had released this plague on the land of frogs, frogs everywhere. Could you imagine coming home at night and there were frogs all over your house? You, you went to get in your bed, they were in your bed, they were in the shower, they were everywhere. And he calls, Pharaoh calls for Moses because he knows he has the power to speak to God to cause them to go away. And when he went there and Moses expected him to say, I'll let them, I'll let the people of Israel go, this is what he said to him. He said, tomorrow. And he was willing to spend one more night with the frogs. I want to encourage you today. You know, I hadn't planned it or thought of it at all until he brought it up. Don't wait until tomorrow. Today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. Today, in this moment that you are in right now, is when God wants to do something so beautiful in your heart. Don't say, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. Oh, you know, I'll wait until we get closer to Christmas. Maybe Christmas Eve right now is the moment that God has brought you to. Because this is an incredible time of the year. This is a, this is a moment in our lives, that in a season that God wants to bring life to you and I, to every one of us, in a particular measure. Maybe we're going through a moment in our lives where there's some weakness in our lives. Maybe we're sick in our bodies. Maybe for some, you've just gone through a, a very dark time. But this is a season that Jesus wants you and I to know that he has come to lift you up. And even if you're in a tough time, even if you're battling with something in your own body, I, you know, I got up this morning, I told Patty, I, I did not sleep good last night. I, I don't even know why I wake up at 2 o'clock and I am up. And I was a little kind of feeling bummed and sorry for myself until... I realized this morning, and I'm in a, a text group with some pastors, that one of them was going in for open heart surgery today. And I stopped, and I paused just for a minute, and I thought, you selfish, self-centered man, speaking about me, just so consumed with where I am, never looking and thinking that what other people are going through. My brothers and my sisters, let's believe God today. Let's trust Him in a measure and in a way that is beyond what we have ever done before. I want to read this scripture to you this morning out of Acts chapter 17. 
The Bible says, from one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he, listen to this, look at it. He determined the times set for them and the exact places where they should live. That is so profound to me. That is so incredible that God is so concerned with you and, and is so interested in you that he has set the times and the places for you to live in right now, right now in your life. You say, yeah, but pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. God does. And maybe it's not good what you're facing, but can I tell you, there's better on the other side of it. There's something good waiting for you on the other side of it. He determined the time set for them in the exact places where they should live. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. I love that. Though he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and we move and we have our being. God today let that be real in our lives, I pray in Jesus' name. And in the pain and the defeats and the dark places, know that the King of kings has come as a light of the world to light that dark place in your life and bring hope to your life in the midst of it. And maybe this is a moment in your life where you remember a negative season, a negative time in your life. You've heard me share this about my own personal family growing up. And maybe this is a time that your feelings just kind of go numb and you miss what God has come to do for your life and for mine. And we can become so occupied with the, just the, the motor of what the commercialism of Christmas is and miss the whole purpose of why He came. And right in the middle of this moment, to understand that a Savior has come to save us. My brothers and sisters, don't, don't uh, fluff it over. He has come to save you and I from our sin. He has come to cleanse. Amen. Put your hands together for that. He has come to do for you what no one else could do. He has come to do for you. I don't care how many gifts you put under the tree. I, I talked to an individual this week, a business person, and he said, my wife just called me and said she needs $10,000 to give to the kids so they can buy presents for other kids. I'm thinking, you are out of your mind. Because this Christmas is not about that. It's a love story that you and I can be enveloped in, and in particular in this time of the, world, of the year. Matthew one twenty one, the Bible says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin. Not just to make them feel fuzzy and good by unwrapping a gift, and I have nothing against it. I love gifts. Starbucks cards, I love them. But that's not what it's about. You and I can be in the house of God this morning and receive the greatest gift that we have ever received. And for some of you, don't wait until tomorrow. Don't spend one more night with the frogs. Don't want to spend one more night 
with your feelings of darkness and hopelessness and, and despair. Don't spend one more day with that. Let this be a time in your life to realize in John 3.16 that God so loved the world that He gave His only and only begotten Son that whosoever shall believe in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. It's for everyone. It's for everyone. And one of the things that we can give God back at this time of life is just the love that He has shown to us. Matthew 22 Jesus was approached by some of the religious people and they said, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. He said this is the first and the greatest commandment, but the second, don't lose it, is just as powerful as the first. To love your neighbor as you love you. And Jesus says that you and I are not only to love God with everything, but when you love God and you receive His love, you will show that love to others. And you say, Pastor, I'm not there right now. I've got some issues. If you know what they did to me, if you know how they treated me, how they talked to me, how they acted to me, hey, listen, I'm not telling you for that person who has really done you harm and and trashed your life. I'm not telling you to invite them over for dinner, but I am telling you to open up your heart so the love of God can pour through you and you can live a greater, more freer life because the weight of that doesn't control you anymore. Now the weight of the love of Jesus is controlling you. Come on, if you receive that, give Him some praise in this house today. You see, because if I stay angry and if I stay upset and if I stay mad at this person over here, it doesn't end with that person. I bring it home and I start on my wife and I start on my children and everyone who I love. But Jesus has come and he said, this is how we know what love is, that Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. And Jesus says again in John 13, he said, a new commandment I give to you. It wasn't new. He said, I want to remind you of commandment to love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. And by this will all men know that you are my disciples. To make love, 1 Corinthians, Paul says in verse, chapter 14, verse 1, to make love your greatest aim. And God gave us this season to remind us and to help us to act like He has called us to. How do we do it? you got to know the love that God has for your own life. I, I'm convinced that some people have never met Jesus and don't know the level of love He has for your own particular life. You think, you know, I'm just too bad. I've, I've done this. I've done that. Can I tell you something? That He went to the cross he wasn't only born in a manger and lived 30 years on this earth, 33 years on this earth, but he went to a cross to show his love for you from that point until the end of all time. He paid the ultimate price so that you and I could be free from the sin not only that you were born into, not only the ones that you have committed, but the ones that you yet even will commit. He came to set the power of that free in your life and in my life. 
And there's a scripture in the Bible where it says a woman, she was a sinful woman. She had been caught in the act, but she experiences a transformation in her life. And she finds out where Jesus is, and she goes to where he's at. He's in the house with religious leaders, and he's eating. And she comes in, and she kneels at his feet with an alabaster box and pours perfume on his feet and begins to wipe his feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. And they said to him, if you knew the woman that she was, you would never even allow her. But you see, Jesus is not like that. Some religious people are. you got to be this way. you got to have this right. you got to act this way. But Jesus said, whosoever will, let them come. Because when they come to the fountain of God, they will be cleansed. And he tells them a story about two men who owed money to a master. One owned 500 denarii, the other owned 50, and he, and he forgave them both. And he said to them, which of them you think loves the one that forgave them? He said, the one that he forgave the most to. And he says to them, therefore I tell you in Luke seven forty seven, her many sins have been forgiven because she has been loved much. But he who's been forgiven little loves little. I want to encourage every one of us today that He has loved you to the max. He has forgiven you and made you alive. I think about my own life. I think about it. I just pause and think about the grace of God in my own life. Let me tell you something. I was nothing and a nobody when He found me. I didn't find Him. He reached out from heaven and He touched my life and forgave me of all of my inadequacies and my sins and made me new in Him. And you and I have to understand what God has done for us. This woman loved much because she was forgiven much. And when you know that forgiveness, you'll be, as the writer of 1 John 4.19, he says, we love because He loved us. You can't not love. You'll be a love machine. I've got to clarify that with some more Scripture here in a minute. You've got to make the move as well. You can't wait for the feeling, everything to be right. You can't wait well, when they come to me. No, you make the move. Jesus went throughout the towns and villages, Matthew 9, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, healing every disease and sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion. He went, he saw, and then he had the feeling. Don't wait for the feeling. Move out where you are right now and let God use you to love and to forgive and let this Christmas season be the best that you have ever known in your life. Number one, know God's love. Number two, make the move. Number three, learn to see people in a different way. Instead of always sizing people up, thinking that you know who they are, you understand where they are in life. Maybe if you allowed God to change your paradigm. Last week, Pastor Ryan's one of his points were track your trends. For some people, they have the trend to pigeonhole people because of the way they look, for where they live, what they're involved in. Can I tell you something? When I was 
When I was growing up in an alcoholic home, I didn't plan my life to be an alcoholic from then on. That wasn't my desire in my life. It was what I was brought into. That was the seed, the the bloodstream in my life. But when Jesus came into my life, He changed me. And I'm going to tell you something. People looked at me and they called me names. I have still people calling me names. They're just different now. (laughs) But I want to encourage you, don't pigeonhole people. See people different. See people for who God sees them. And when you do that, you'll see the love of God pour through your life in a way that you have never seen before. I, I'm going to move real quickly here and just go to this last point. Now, how do you do that? You've got to do something. My brothers and sisters, you've got to make that move. You've got to do something. Debbie, come on up. First John 3.18, Dear children, let us love with words. Let us not love with words or tongue but with action and in truth. I love you. How about showing that? How about doing something? I, when Pastor Ryan talks about December 20th, the Tuesday night, maybe it was Pastor Aaron, I don't know which one of them did, and the, and the toys, and you know, I can always sense people thinking, well, Who's going to pay for that? The people that worry about who's going to pay for it never give a nickel for it. I love you, though. (laughs) Maybe you'll change that this year. No, there's people in Buffalo that are raising toys right now. Do you know there's a there's a doctor's office in Buffalo that is gathering toys to give away in Batavia, New York, right now. You may say. You may just say, well, that's not what it's about. We, you know, maybe we just sit in a circle holding hands and singing kumbaya. That's good enough. We don't need to give anything. But can I tell you something? That love is an action. I, I know that feeling at Christmas time. I remember it was, I don't know, 27 years ago when we lived in Seattle, Washington. 26, I don't know. And I, we had nothing. Nothing. It was Christmas time. And I'll, I'll never forget. I went to God. I said, God, you called me. I packed up. We moved our home, our family, believing God. Got there, and what we went for completely fell apart. And you know what? That was God's plan for my life. He had to move us 3,000 miles twice out and back to get us right where we're at here. To get us so we could see Malachi up here leading worship because his dad, his grandpa was leading worship. To get us right here so we could see Aaron, Pastor Aaron, coming up here and sharing Thursday night. She will communicate a message that will be unbelievable. We we have people come in all the time, but can I tell you something? The people that are in our house are the greatest preachers you will ever hear anywhere. I'm we moved 6,000 miles so my son could be here, leave his job and serve the Lord with gladness. 
But in the middle of that, I'll never forget Christmas Eve, and I'm crying. I'm, I'm so depressed and so broken, and I'm thinking, God, I'm following you, and this is happening to me. I'll never forget that. Knock on the door. It's Christmas Eve. Thinking, who's here? We don't know anybody here. I open the door, and there's a UPS guy with a box like that, full of stuff. It had a drum set for my little drummer boy that jumped up on the drum. If God hadn't have moved us there, Benny wouldn't have been on the drums this morning, nor would my youngest grandson been on the drums this morning. Can I tell you something? Listen to me. You gotta love's gotta be in action. You gotta move with it this year. Proverbs 3 27 says, Never walk away from someone who deserves your help. Your hand is God's hand for that person. Who's gonna be God's hands this year? Who's gonna be God's hands? Not just Christmas Day. How we end, how we serve this month. Not one more night with the frogs. We're not waiting until tomorrow. We're starting today. Come on, how many of you are with me? We're, gonna, we're starting today. Because my hand, my love, when I offer forgiveness, it's like God offering it. It's like God saying, I love you. I care for you. I forgive you. I'll stand with you. I'll help you. Yeah, I know they're rascals. My gosh. If I had a nickel for every time I helped somebody and they just turn around. But you know what? I'm not stopping. And neither are you. And we're starting today. Come on, how many of you say, come on, I'm going to do it today? Close your eyes. Bow your head with me this morning. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Ryan, come on up here. Thank you, Lord, for the power of your Holy Spirit that is in this house right now. If you're here today, eyes closed, heads bowed, you've never given your life to Jesus, I want to extend his love to you right now. I'm gonna, we're all going to pray this prayer. But if you're here today and you have never made that commitment to Christ and you want to just no one's looking I don't want nothing from you I'm not going to ask you anything afterwards we're here to help you but if you say pastor that's me will you pray for me lift up your hand I want to, I want to pray for you in the house thank you thank you everyone in this house this morning say Lord Jesus Come on, everyone in the house, say, Lord Jesus, it's Christmas time. I come to you now, and as you have loved me, I love you. Forgive me of my sins. I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. This will be the greatest Christmas. I have ever experienced. And I ask it in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen.
Would you help me this morning? Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. me his name is wonderful you sing it to me his name is wonderful go ahead and say those words to me his name is wonderful because he first loved me. Sing it one more time. Oh, how I love Jesus. You go ahead and sing it. Tell the Lord. Oh, your name. We bless this, your people. Thank you for this holy moment. Thank you for your Holy Spirit showing up in this place this morning. We'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you so much. Those of you that are at home, God bless you. We love you. Have a great day.